It was way back in 1938 that panic spread across the USA during a radio broadcast by Orson Welles. The broadcast detailed the arrival of visitors to Earth by beings from Mars. We all now know this was a hoax, but what has not been documented before are the events 21 years later in May 1959. Hold on to your seats as we are now able to bring here on Radio Popstand exclusive details of an event that has until now been hidden away from the public. Broadcasting from the world's most powerful radio transmitter, that's the internet, this is Radio Popstand. This is Radio Popstand. During the very early hours of Thursday, the 22nd of May, 1959, astronomers detected, with the primitive technology available to them back in those far-off days in the dim and distant past, an object hurtling in the general direction of planet Earth. Wow! This sounds interesting. Let's hear some more. This wasn't the first time such a detection had been made. In fact, hundreds of moderately sized objects fall to planet Earth every year. But this object seemed to differ from previous encounters. The astronomers, following the path of the object, which they gave the name of Fredobonosaurus, were convinced it was visiting many of the planets of our solar system. What? You mean this Fredbonosaurus thing is from another planet? This sounds really scary. A stopover on Mars, followed by Jupiter, and then they were sure that the Fredbonosaurus then landed on at least two of the many moons of Jupiter. Many course changes rang alarm bells at the authority for the defence of planet Earth when a course change brought Fred Bornosaurus on a direct course to our planet. Alarm bells? There's a massive great halo and some red lights flashing here. Yeah. But what was the Earth Defence Authority to do? That's the EDA to you and me. They may be the authority responsible for the defence of planet Earth, but they had no hardware other than that that is available to the standard troops to defend our planet. Essentially, all the EDA could do was monitor the situation and advise the various governments around the world of what was happening. I see. Typical government-funded authority... Got no money, can't afford to do anything, waste of time, waste of space. Throughout the 22nd of May, Fred Bornosaurus was being tracked, and by 10 o'clock in that, on that evening, it was still on course for planet Earth. Then, a sigh of relief came over central EDA control, as a slight course change was detected. Then, moments later, it was believed that Fred Bornosaurus had landed on our moon. But he can't go there. 
when we've sucked up everything from our planet Earth in about 2019, we're moving there. There was a very tense hour to follow as protracted discussions proceeded as to what action should be taken if the next place Fred Bornosaurus would call upon was Earth. I'll get my mummy to bake him a cake. At just after 11 o'clock, Fred Bornosaurus was once again detected and was once again heading for Earth. The question now was, where will it land? Initial calculations gave an approximate destination of North Africa, but as time progressed, this estimation was changed to the northern area of Europe. Cool. This Fred thing that you're on about, he can, he can come in our back garden if he likes. He can help plant some flowers. Oh, the weeding it is so hard. Fred Bornosaurus reached the outer atmosphere of our planet. A red glow could be seen by anyone looking into the sky above on that night. Will the friction of entry into our atmosphere be too much? Will Fred Bornosaurus be destroyed? Will this be the tragic end to a journey that we estimate of many millions of miles? Oh no! This story is getting really sad now. I, I, I think I'm going to cry. The Fred Bornosaurus somehow managed to survive entry into the Earth's atmosphere. But was it fatally damaged? A bright orange trail could be seen in the night sky as the Fred Bornosaurus hurtled towards zero altitude. This thing gave the impression of being out of control. It appeared to be travelling too fast. Go, Fred Bourne. Go, go, go. Fred Bornosaurus sped over the English Channel, close to a land mass known as the United Kingdom. It passed over Hastings, Pevensey, and, as it came close to Eastbourne, made a right-hand turn, flying over a glorious town. Night seemed to turn to day for a few moments as the light emitted from the Fred Bornosaurus was immense. The journey continued, but was nearing its conclusion as an area of land known as Beachy Head was reached. The residents of Eastbourne heard an almighty crashing sound, People living closer to Beachy Head saw tons of earth shooting skyward. Oh no, he's crashed. <laughs> what was the fate of whatever living entity was aboard this Fred Bornosaurus craft? Surely nothing could have survived such an impact. Without a thought, for their own safety, hundreds of people took to the roads. Their destination was Beachy Head. We're all after Beachy Head. We're all after Beachy Head. That's where we're all going now.
Meanwhile, close to the crash site was newly married couple Bill and Joan Wright. Bill and Joan had been out for a late night drive in Bill's newly purchased Ford Angular car. When they saw the Fred Bornosaurus in the sky, they pulled over to watch the drama unfolding above them. When the impact occurred, Joan's first instinct, having been trained as a nurse, was to immediately see if anyone was injured and needed medical attention. Such a kind lady. Let's hope she can help this Fredborn character. The devastation was obvious on arrival at the scene. The impact was so great that Earth was everywhere. Nothing could have survived this. Bill and Joan stood there in awe at what they were viewing. What was it? What caused it? Then a shock as this head appeared from over the mound of Earth that was before them. This thing looked at them both and uttered the words, Hello, my name's Geoffrey, and I've come to join you on planet Earth. Wait a minute. I thought his name was Fred Bone. It was now 11.30 on that Thursday, the 22nd of May, as Bill, Joan and Geoffrey left the scene and travelled to their home in Eastbourne Town Centre. As they drove along a twisty lane, a flotilla of vehicles passed them, going in the opposite direction with lights flashing, horns blasting, people shouting and cheering. Geoffrey waved to them as they passed by. Wow. So, that's how we came to be here. I still say he should be called Fred Bourne. In fact... I demand this story is rewritten and Geoffrey be replaced with Fred Bone. Now. This is Radio Popstand. Broadcasting on the world's most powerful radio transmitter, the internet. Hello and welcome. This is broadcast at number 25 of Transmissions from your favourite podcast broadcaster. This is Popstand, broadcasting from the world's most powerful radio transmitter, the internet. A bumper bundle of stuff for our 25th broadcast and some exciting news about this podcast. But before that, what have we got for you today? Ah, oh, here we go. This is what we got. You've just heard how he arrived on planet Earth. You know who I'm talking about. Yes, him, yes. That Fredborn character. That, that is his name, isn't it? Mm, I think so. Anyway, in a few moments, I'll be looking at an app that's had some major changes made recently, making it a possible competitor to an already well-established app um, which one am I talking about? I'm referring to Genies. That's coming away in a moment. After that, I'm going into a deep, deep sleep. And you can come and join me if you wish. Well, you're going to have to if you're going to listen to this. <laughs> but 
and that'll be as I reveal events of a dream I had a few days ago. Sounds interesting. Don't you nod off now. <laughs> Finally, for this broadcast from Popstand, we've wheeled in one of those government ministers, oh dear, um, who has an important announcement to make about our most discussed topic here in the UK. No, I'm not talking about Brexit. I'm talking about something more important than that. It's the weather. But before all of that, it's Genies versus Bitmoji. If you've used Snapchat any time since 2016, you'll be aware of Bitmoji. The app that allows you to create emojis of yourself and incorporate them in many guises with posts you create in Snapchat and many other apps. Bitemoji was acquired by Snapchat in 2016 and has gone from strength to strength since this time. A new app called Genius came on the scene last year, initially as a standalone app that basically was a chat app with up to six of your friends. The main feature of the Genies app was incorporating within your chat the zany antics of your genie, which was a character you created using the tools available within the app in a similar manner to which you create your Bitmoji within Bitmoji. The last few weeks have seen the chat facility removed from Genies and the app now allows you to create a Genie of yourself and it provides instructions of how to incorporate your said Genie within many different apps. As with Bitemoji, you need to launch the iOS settings app and allow Genies access to your keyboard which is quite a simple process. Genies does work better with some apps than it does others, working best, in my opinion, with Instagram Stories, where the full animation capabilities of your genie can appear. Many of the other apps only show a still version of your selected genie, with Snapchat, you can only easily use Genies within the chat facility. I say easily, as with a little bit of effort, you can get a Genie within a main Snapchat post. Although you do need to initially create a video within Instagram stories to achieve this. Me being me, I had to do the ultimate trick and create a Snapchat post using this workaround which had both my Genie and Bitmoji on the same Snapchat post. Ooh. <laughs> I'll post this creation on the Radio Popstand Twitter feed and hopefully, if all goes according to plan, on the Radio Pop Stand Tumblr blog pages, which at the time of recording this I haven't created yet, but I hope to do soon. So the question is, will Genies steal the Bitemoji crown? I think perhaps it's still early days for Genies to think about such an achievement, but perhaps when there are a few more genie guises available, they could well be in with a chance of such a feat. 
What I did used to love with the now-gone chat facility in Genies was the interaction between users as they chatted. It would be good to see this somehow reintroduced within Instagram stories. Most likely a tall order to ask, but such an interaction facility would be a really amazing accomplishment and a massive advantage over Bitmoji. This is Radio Popstand. This is Radio Popstand, calling the world from Eastbourne. Before continuing with our next item, the world of Jeffrey's deep dreams, let's tell you about some exciting news about your favourite podcast station, Radio Popstand. As you're most likely aware, this is Popstand's 25th broadcast, and I thought it's high time there were some supporter notes available to our loyal listeners. So, now available on Twitter is a new account by the name of Radio Popstand. Quite a sensible account name, I thought, seeing that it's all to do with this station. So, on Popstand's Twitter feed, you'll find details of future broadcasts coming your way and other information relating to Popstand broadcasts. The Popstand Twitter feed should also be considered as your way to leave comment about what you've heard on Radio Popstand or anything else you want to say about Popstand. Don't forget, you can also leave speech content either via the Anchor app or, if you don't have Anchor, and why not, <laughs> via the following web address. And it's quite simple. It's anchor.fm forward slash radio popstand forward slash message. That's a slight change to what the URL was before. Um, now using a much easier to remember. Remember name of Radio Popstand. How could you forget it? Your spoken message could, yes, could be used in a future Popstand broadcast. You could become famous. Woo! <laughs> but there's more. Oh, yes, there's more. You can also... Now go to Tumblr. Yes, Tumblr, the blogging site. Well, Popstand is now, as hinted in the previous article, also available on there. Just search for Radio Popstand. There'll be similar content to our Twitter feed on Tumblr, plus much more, which could well include transcripts of some of the articles. That sounds good, doesn't it? It certainly does. Right, OK. Right, OK, well, that's enough of that. Enough talking for me. Although I, I think I'm going to do some more talking to this next thing. Yeah, so right then. <laughs> you, you'll have to put up with it, I'm afraid. <clears throat> okay, let's move on. And it's time for a sleep. A deep sleep. And a dream. It was one of those silly, busy days again. Uh, we've had too many of them this week. Do you know, I ate my dinner this evening and I promptly dropped off into a deep, deep sleep. Now... I don't normally remember my dreams, but this evening's dream was an exception. It involved me and another person. I don't really know who or she was, but uh, anyway, we, we were robbers. Yes, that's right, robbers. We were busy robbing this house, and we got discovered by the owner. 
we were running down their front garden pathway, complete with our ill-gotten guidance, to our getaway vehicle, which was one of those toy cars. Yes, you heard it right, a toy car. We were peddling away with all our might to effect our escape, but we weren't getting very far. The owner of the house was chasing after us, getting forever closer, but not quite catching us. The pedals then broke. <gasps> oh my word, we are in deep trouble, I thought, as our vehicle came to a grinding halt. I then woke up. It was just after ten o'clock. I'd been asleep for over three hours. I then went on a late doggy walk, still thinking about that escapade on the other side of the lawyer as the dogs tugged me to one end of the road to the other. Oh, my word. <laughs> I need some sleep after all that day. All that day. Yes, all that day. And all that dream. Oh, good night. This is Radio Popstand. Wakey, wakey. Did you drop off? You didn't, did you? How dare you? <sighs> Now, we all talk about the weather here in the UK. It's one of our most spoken subjects. But if you live in the UK and you've noticed that we've not had much sunshine, sunshine even, since the 2nd of June, and you're wondering why, there is an explanation. You've obviously missed the announcement. Oh, you are silly. So... As a public service to our listeners, we've asked the Minister responsible for the weather and funding of all aspects relating to same to address the nation and explain exactly what's been happening. Good evening, my name is Arthur Hardcastle. I am the Minister in Her Majesty's Government with responsibility for the Treasury Department that brings us funding for the weather. I have been authorised by the Prime Minister to announce that as from the 1st of June 2019, a change to the law has been made it possible for the introduction of summer weather by subscription only. During the 1st and 2nd of June, we are able to allow all citizens of the UK summer-like weather at no charge. But that is or will be it. If you wish warmer weather to continue after the 2nd of June, you need to take out a subscription at only £10 per day for each degree in excess of 12 degrees centigrade plus VAT, of course, we believe this will be a bargain. To make things easier for you, it is possible to make arrangements with your bankers to make payments direct to the authority policing this exciting new concept in weather enjoyment. We've had one question come flooding in to our help desk asking would it be possible to have some cloudier wet weather at certain times of the day to avoid getting too hot. I'm pleased.
pleased to say that we are able to offer many different types of weather conditions to suit your needs. Obviously, some of these will involve additional charges depending on the complexity of your requirements. A comprehensive list of options available shall be sent to all households in the UK over the next few days. I suggest you read the weather pack thoroughly and return your option requirements form promptly, as we expect demand to be very high. Thank you for your attention to this important message. Good night. Thank you, Mr. Hardcastle. May a dark cloud and torrential rain follow you around forevermore. And that is about all we have time for today. Another broadcast from Radio Pop Stand concludes. I hope you've enjoyed the content of this transmission and would really appreciate it if you could join Popstan again when we next broadcast. This has been broadcast number 25 from Radio Popstan. There are 24, yes, 24 previous episodes available now on your favourite podcast player. Just search for Radio Popstan. Don't forget, we are now on Twitter. We're on Tumblr. Perhaps you may even get onto Facebook one of these days. I'll think about that one. You can contact us via any of these platforms. You can contact us with spoken message, yes, on the Anchor app or via anchor.fm forward slash radio pop stand forward slash message. Your spoken message could be featured on a future broadcast from Radio Pop Stand. Become a part of the Pop Stand experience. We'll be back. Don't know exactly when, but we will be back. Goodbye from Radio Pop Stand. This is Radio Pop Stand. Broadcasting by the world's most powerful radio transmitter, the Internet. Radio Popstar.